Hi, I'm Nick Warren. What does hacking the future mean? In this week's Island podcast, author Terence Murray explains it all and takes us at breakneck speed on a tour of triple curiosity, catalytic questions, a beginner's mindset and how to think like a child. Hello, First Quantum Leaders. I'm Terence Mowry, author of the global bestseller, The 3D Leader. Today, I'd like to take you on a journey to hack the future rather than being disrupted by it. I want to give you the equivalent of a double espresso to excite your mind and help you embrace disruption and reimagine potential. Recently, a CEO said to me that this year is counseled. I disagree. I believe that this year is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to not just return to work, but reimagine a future that is agile, resilient, and daring. Change, it used to happen as a breeze. Now it feels like a Category 5 typhoon. Blurring of industry lines, economic and geopolitical uncertainty, disruptive technologies such as AI and automation, shrinking of company and product lifespans, even job lifespans, and a global pandemic. Now, not taking a risk is a risk, and the only certainty is uncertainty. So you have to master the new logic of success. Now you're competing on learning, you're competing on ecosystems, you're competing on physical and digital or fidgetal, you're competing on imagination, and you're competing on resilience. So what will it take to win the future? How do you turn adversity into advantage? How do you fight complexity, not with complexity, but with simplicity? How do you prioritize trust alongside growth and profitability? And perhaps most importantly, which old mindsets, assumptions, or operating models about the world must you eliminate? A great place to start is catalytic questions. A catalytic question is a new type of question. For example, what questions do you want to be remembered for? And what's the bravest question you've asked in the last quarter? I believe that when uncertainty is high and complexity is high and volatility is high and even ambiguity is high, questions matter more than answers. Think about it. Questions are like the golden key that can open the door and help you find new solutions to old problems and new solutions to new problems. A couple of months ago, I met an entrepreneur called Paul Lindley. He's the founder of baby food giant Ella's Kitchen that recently sold for over $100 million dollars. According to legend, Lindley's business card chose his job title as Ella's dad. His book, Little Wins, The Huge Power of Thinking Like a Kid, is a masterclass on how to scale your inner curiosity. I think that's one of the key ways of hacking the future with courage. I sat down with Lindley to explore three powerful lessons we can all learn from releasing our inner kid. Here are the main talking points. Number one, release the huge power of thinking like a child. You Think about it. Children excel at play, experimentation, and failing fast to learn fast. They show creative courage and are happy to dive right in. They embrace uncertainty and ask provocative, catalytic questions you probably wouldn't think to ask yourself. According to Lindley, they're not the only factors that drive success, but perhaps they are some of the most important when you want to hack the future. Remember the Polaroid instant camera? It was a simple question by the seven-year-old daughter of physicist Edwin Land that led to one of the most iconic inventions of the 20th century. The seven-year-old asked a simple, catalytic question. Why can't I see a photo immediately when it's taken? It was this beginner's mindset, innocent, naive question that actually led Edwin Land on a three-year mission to invent the world's first instant camera. 
Remember, questions are the answer. Number two, be clueless. The sad truth is by the time most people leave college or university, most of that creativity has been educated out of us. There'll always be a battle between the two sides of our brains, the creativity on the right and the logic on the left. But let's face it, in most organisations, the left brain wins. It's a bit like an 800-pound gorilla that wants to stop you from taking risks and stepping out of your comfort zone. A beginner's mindset about the baby food industry was actually Lindley's secret weapon. It reminded him that sometimes naivety can be a gift, especially when you're seeking a faster, better, agile or more cheaper ways of doing things. That this is how we've always done it attitude can be a real blocker. It can blind you from seeing new opportunities as well as spotting imminent threats. So the action is break out of that left brain world of safety by unlearning business as usual and challenging assumptions about the world. Number three, fall in love with problems. One day, Lindley was having breakfast with his three-year-old daughter, Ella, and realized that baby food could be done better and differently. He'd seen food pouches sold in the French supermarket, but they were actually aimed at adults and were mostly sports recovery drinks. He realized quickly that children could hold onto the pouches and actually feed themselves, making feeding time much more fun and much easier than with a spoon. The take-home message here is, if you can build inner curiosity by making it part of your daily work routine and remembering that the future belongs to the leaders who are not afraid to explore it, poke at it and question it and even turn it inside out. Curiosity is the gap between what you know and what you want to know and is key to scaling the best and boldest version of you. Scaling curiosity and you will see inevitably that you will become more inspired and more nimble at seeing around corners and spotting risks and opportunities before they become the mainstream. My own research shows, because of rapid change, there's now a premium on curiosity, and yet only 28% of leaders report feeling curious in their day-to-day roles at work. 93% agree that curiosity is now a top leadership priority, alongside managing growth and profitability and talent. So the question is, how do you scale curiosity for yourself, your team, and your organization. Well, here's a really simple, practical tool that you can use today. I call it triple curiosity, and it starts like this. Number one, you have what I call inner curiosity. The best way to activate inner curiosity is to focus on a knowledge gap. Be aware of what you don't know, especially if it makes you feel uncomfortable. Don't fall in love with ideas, fall in love with problems and pain points and friction. Embrace the discomfort, stay teachable, and replace the fear of the unknown with the power of curiosity. The second type of curiosity is what I call other curiosity. You don't become an Olympian by watching events on TV, and you don't scale curiosity just by reading about it. How well do you know the people whom you lead? Be curious in all the people around you. Invest time and energy listening, not hearing, and being fully present in meetings and one-to-ones. You can explore new ways of working together by asking questions such as, how can we be better off than the sum of our parts? Seeking new information, insights and experiences about each other, I think can really help remove the curse of groupthink. That's where everybody is thinking the same. And also change the way your team work together for the better. The third type of curiosity is what I call outer curiosity. What's the future of X? Outer curiosity is the ability to make observations and have an original point of view on the world around you. 
The inventor, Charles Babbage, was inspired by his knowledge of the silk weaving industry to conceive the first computer capable of completing mathematical tasks. And let's not forget Steve Jobs, who used creativity in his design of the first Macintosh computer for Apple. In a world of volatility, you must be more daring and push to the edges of your business because the future is simply not going to present itself as an Excel spreadsheet. It's never been easier to underpredict or overpredict change. The reason? Most leaders find uncertainty uncomfortable, so we're reluctant to confront it. Ask yourself how you could scale your inner curiosity, other curiosity, and outer curiosity in your own organization. How could you signal to others that curiosity really matters? What types of metrics and incentives could you put in place to encourage curiosity? And when's the last time you discovered something new about your own industry or company? Charles Darwin said that extinction is the rule and survival is a choice. It's no longer about survival of the fittest. It's about survival of the fastest. Let's square the circle and go back to the beginning. Are you ready to hack the future with courage, purpose and imagination? Let's get started. That's it for this week's iLearn podcast. iLearn is our new learning system, designed and developed for First Quantum's managers, superintendents and supervisors. When the full system launches later this year, it will feature teachers from around the world. But in the meantime, we hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Everybody involved has given their time for free. There will be a new speaker and a new episode out next week. Until then, thanks for listening and see you next time.